French Nation car talk. Okay, I can appreciate uh, the familia. All of you on Saturday, 90.7. And of course, KFNX. It's catching the song that replays and our iTunes podcast. We are truly grateful. Many of you have reached out over at Wrench Nation Facebook. You enjoy and hang with our journey every week, and we do our best to bring you some incredible guests. Susie, welcome to the show. 27 cars on my brain right now, Frank. So you didn't prepare for the show. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we're talking about. Actually, this truly is therapy, man. It is therapy. And we say that. Mm -hmm. And we appreciate you guys. Uh, Many of you reached out with uh, show topics and some commentary. We just, look, our goal is to take you with us on a crazy journey, man, covering some of the most talented individuals that, look, I'll have you know, that we are meeting for the first time with you on the show. Yeah. While Susie has 27 cars on her brain. 27 cars on the brain. So how was your day in the garage? So carrying on with the 27 cars a day, you know what? One really sticks out today where we actually had a gentleman who just moved here from California with the new Allstate call center. Okay. Been here for three weeks and he called frantic that he had no coolant. He sees coolant leaking. He has none and... So he was, I was, he was very grateful that we were able to bring him in this afternoon. Welcome to Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) I mean, that's the problem. Like some of you, again, I always pick on my North Dakotian familia. Um, You just can't relate. Like right now, we got a heat spell. It's 85. (laughs) But just a few weeks ago, man, we were just hanging in like, you know, uh, orange, oranges are going to freeze. We had 31 degree weather out here. And that brings me to something I think it's important, many of you listening. When will a garage take your car right away? Now, some of you are saying, well, I I bring, I call, I want them to look at it like right now, right away. Yeah, but this is a little more urgent. You know, when you're, uh, when you don't have coolant in your reservoir or anything like that and he's i asked i actually told him welcome to arizona he says well not until this happened (laughs) and so i said come on down yeah i think the point is here people if you have this type of emergency most good garages and dealerships man they're set up to triage now some of you say triage come on don't get fancy you're just a mechanic you don't know about triage and they do a good service operation is going to be able to say okay Maintenance stuff, we're going to schedule slow down. Most good garages are going to be prepared for a couple of things. My battery's on the way out. That's an emergency. Yep. Boom. They're going to have a bay ready to go. They've got batteries in stock. You're back out there. That's like a little pit stop. The overheaters, for sure. So when you're calling around garages, understand one of your clues, if you've never been, done business with this garage or automotive service center, is how attentive they are to your conflagrations of needs. For sure. Yeah. So I I am excited today to announce um, honored and privileged. I don't know how we do this actually, and I and I do I do want to thank a few people. We're going to get to them here shortly. We are honored to have. Well, let me back up, man. I got to paint the scene, man. I you know I can't just be. We got a show guest today. I'll put it to you this way. Many of you understand who Leonardo da Vinci is. 
He was forward-thinking as a Renaissance painter. Many of you understand Mr. Andy Warhol. He was iconic. Impressions of Marilyn Monroe. Many of you understand Ozzy Osbourne. Ooh, ooh. A game-changing performer. Yeah. When we talk about the spirit of all of these individuals, they broke barriers artistically. They had a vision. They may have had some haters initially, but they kept that passion going. And today, we are honored to have John D'Agostino, nice. one of the world-renowned custom car builders. We're talking about the talented designs that have been recognized throughout the world. Grand Nationals, Big Daddy Poobas. Now, you can strip all the awards away, Susie, and get to know the artist, the designer, the stylist. How do you put these project builds together? And we're talking the best of the best. The best of the best. And, of course, uh, Mr. John D'Agostino, he's going to be humble about it. And I say that respectfully. There are many great builders out there. And in many occasions, it does take a collaboration and a team. But uh, we are honored to have uh, John D'Agostino on. We are going to pick Mr. John's brain about the concept going from resurrection to bodacious beauty. That's what we're talking about. Of course, always, always great to have Mr. Ken Vela out of uh, Southern California, Wicked Customs. Ken's got some pretty unique builds behind his name, and they are going to join us here in a little bit. And uh, so we're just excited for you tuning in. This is a treat. This is a pleasure to have these cats on the show. Um, so before we get into all that and break away, we try to, you know, we were told we are a car talk show. We need to give some car tips. That's what everybody tells me. All my car talk peers, they say, well, you got a car talk show. You need to be giving some tips. Well, all right. You can pick my, my, my humble 30-year brain, and I will tell you something, something real simple. Many of you on the weekend may tackle a battery. During the week, you had some slow crank episodes. You're busy. Oh, that Saturday comes. I'm going to I'm gonna fix the carpet. My wife's got me doing that. I'm going to do some plumbing. And boy, I better put a battery in this thing. I want to remind you something. When you do that, be sure to check it afterwards. Now, many of you are saying, what do you mean, check it, Frank? Put a negative, positive, and I bolt it in, <laughs> bam. I want you to get into the habit of something, and that is to remember, in our business of fixing cars, there's a cause and an effect. Now, the cause of a bad battery, you'd hope, would just be age, right? Two right. to three years, boom, or if it's been sitting, it just went, good night, Charlie Brown. But remember, sometimes the cause can be an underlying issue. Batteries should be 13.8 to 14.2, 14.2 volts of charging. I want you to make sure you put that fresh puppy of a battery in there. You make sure that alternator or my my Spaniards alternate door. <laughs> you make sure that all Nate is charging up because I don't want you to put that in there. Be proud. Pound the chest. Go in. Honey, look what I did. You guys hug, kiss, go to the movies in the next morning. Click, 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 click. Well, we had a car in this morning. I know. And that's why I'm talking yeah, about it. Customer suspected the alternator and uh, starter or one of the two. And uh, after we did our charging system tests, replaced the battery. 
and then the alternator's fine. You sound so official. Oh, thanks, Frank. You're good, Susie. So give me some news, man. I'll brighten my day. I want to say, I'm tired of all this fake news. Give me some funny stuff. What do we got in the funny Well, world? I don't have funny stuff, but I do have. Did you uh, know that Toyota's going to start competing with Tesla? Oh, come on. Yeah, is, they're really? coming out with a, in 2022, they want to have an electric car powered by a new type of battery. My opinion on all this electric, pay attention to China. Because China's right now, they've got it cooking. They're Many cooking. of you are saying, well, I'm not buying anything like that in China. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, they are, they are carving the way. So tell me, like Toyota. And, yeah, so Toyota's and, uh, coming out with this by using an all-solid state battery that's going to store more energy and can recharge more quickly than a lithium-ion battery. Man, who'd have thought? I mean, back in the day, we had the little bunny rabbit, and then we had the other thing, and these batteries were competing on little commercials, and we used to watch them, and we never thought... Now the big boy batteries are competing. That's right. So 2022, look out for that. But BMW's coming on board, too. Everybody. I know. In the next 10 years, BMW says they're going to be in it. I want to see the skateboard. Autonomous skateboards will be around someday soon. I'm telling you that's happening. Uh, I got to share with you, speaking of power plants, you just mentioned the all-electric power plant that everybody seems to be jumping on board. What about throwing a lawnmower in the Big Daddy Mazda Protégé? What? What is right, man? You know, I always said, what? These people have nothing better than to do. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, uh, it can be done. Now, many, I know what you're thinking. You you have an old lawnmower. I know many of you thinking right now, oh, there's a shopping cart right there. There's a yep. lawnmower right there. And I've got this little Mazda Protégé. Well, this actually happened. Uh, and it wasn't just shtick. It actually powered this little protege with three grown men up a hill at local speeds. Wow. And I do have to give a shout out. Many of you pick up your tools from Harbor Freight. This was a Harbor Freight. Do it yourself for kind of thing? Lawnmower. Lawnmower. So when you repair it, what do you have to do? Take it to a small machine shop? (laughs) (laughs) No, well, it's, yeah, something like that. But I mean, if we had one of these, can you imagine writing up a ticket like that, right? Uh, So let's role play. Okay. Ah, Susie, I got a Mazda cooling in my, uh, and it's overheating. And you're like. Okay, so uh, tell me some more symptoms. How is it overheating? Well, I hear a poppity pop, and then the radio dial goes around, and then it smells like a little bit of the uh, clippings from my weekend grass situation. So just from my knowledge, I'd have to probably check the two-stroke oil, right? Yeah, you would. No, but I don't know. I can't do a pressure test. I'll tell you, I've not seen that. I'm waiting for that. That's interesting. You know, one of the things you guys, we got a lot of mechanics hanging out with us on the podcast. You guys can agree. Boy, oh boy. uh, It's not the money we do this for. It's not anything but A, finding solutions, nuts and bolts, let's fix it. And boy, oh boy, we got stories to tell. We see some stuff. Yeah, but I got a question. Can you mow the lawn with that Mazda protege? Now, that's something I would cool. like to do. Oh, I'd like to put some blades I mean, under I there. Would, <laughs> I would be doing like some sort of hovercraft, little blade action. Like, why is Frank down. driving that protege all around his yard? You see all the squirrels running. <laughs> Get out of the way. So, yeah. So, uh, it's interesting. You, you got to admire the uh, people aboard. Like, they don't want to just put spark plugs in a little four-banger. They want to throw lawnmowers in a situation. I love it. I That's love ingenious. It. Yeah. You speaking about uh, bored. We got a gentleman coming on the show. He's never been bored. Absolutely. And not. if he has been, look out. He's a creative genius in the world of customs. We got John D'Agostino, Celebrity Customs, and the talented Ken Vila. 
Join us next, Wrench Nation. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Frank and Susie, Mrs. Sockets is hanging with you, Maniacs, and we're always grateful to have you on board. This week, we're talking about uh, resurrecting a classic, going to what we all have a goal of, bodacious beauty. Now, that's a large claim of bodacious beauty. Some of us will build something, and, and well, it's not quite bodacious, but it's something that we built, and we take passion in that. Uh, Mr. John D'Agostino of Celebrity Customs. Are you there, sir? Yes, I am. You rock, brother. And I'm sorry we butchered the name. That Italian name is John Giuseppe. That's right. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm, thinking, uh, I'm thinking maybe we, we uh, Giuseppe D'Agostino. Is this correct? Exactly. You got it. Now, speaking of Italian, let's get right to it, John. You've got a, you've got a trip overseas before we get into some of the renowned pieces of rolling art. You've got an overtrees, uh, overseas trip coming up. Tell us about that. Yeah, actually, uh, well, next week I have the Portland Roaster Show. I'm doing a special guest there. And then a few days after that, and the show starts on March 20th to March 22nd, I'm doing the uh, AMTS. Uh, it's a show in Budapest, Hungary. This is my fourth year I've actually been on that show. And I'm telling you, it's a very exciting show. Well, we got a, lot of Amer- a lot of American cars being shown there, hot rods, uh, styling cars, uh, you, you name it, pinup contests. They don't beat Budapest is probably number one when it comes to lots of action. You know, I've, I've asked this question of many guests that have been on the show. Uh, Australia seems to have an uptick in, in American iconic car culture. Um, Budapest, that's a beautiful place. Now, tell us about when you guys started um, as a youngster. You started really young. What inspired you, man, to, to kick it up notches? I'm sure it, it, it always wasn't golden by way of, oh, man, I could have done better with this. What gave you the inspiration to keep cooking it? Yeah, first off, by, by being born and being brought up in Pittsburgh, California, that was the hotbed for custom cars. I mean, mostly Italian guys, Richard Zocchi, uh, uh, Claude Grillo, uh, Albert Sino, all the Italian boys have these fancy cars built by professionals like Barris. Winfield, Starbird, uh, uh, Watson, and I used to see those cars going up and down my street for you know for for years. So when I was about eight years old, my father brought me to the Grand National Roaster Show over in Oakland Coliseum, and that's what really got me going by 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 looking at these cars driving down Railroad Avenue in Pittsburgh, going to the cruises. Uh, um, it just inspired me, and like I said, I used to look at these. I couldn't read them, but I used to look at the magazines, and I used to say, one of these days. Hey, I want to. I want to build a car. I want to build a custom. I want to have Winfield build one for me. I want to have Barris. I want to have Balon. And uh, you know, and that started actually in 1967 when I had my first car, which was the 1956 Chevy Mild Custom. Right. And I, I had it painted by Frank DeRosa. He did the custom bodywork and the and the paintwork. And I showed it local car shows. I did well with it. 
soap. And from then on, then I started doing the bigger shows, like the Grand National Roaster Show, San Francisco Cow Palace, uh, Sacramento, I mean, on and on and on. I mean, I used to do 15 to 20 car shows a year in California alone. And back then, they used to have a lot of car shows because there was no indoor shows, I mean, outdoor shows. They're all indoor shows. Right. So it's not like today you have the good guys. You got a lot of outdoor shows. You got not too many indoor shows. But back then, there were so many indoor shows, you could almost go to them every weekend. If you guys are tuning in, we're hanging with uh, John Diagostino, Celebrity Customs. I invite you, of course, don't text and drive, you maniacs. Celebrity Customs with a K dot com. I want you to click on that website as we are on the show with John. Because your jaw is going to drop. That's just the fact. I can't get any fancier than that. Some of these designs are absolutely stunning. I mean, the attention to detail. Uh, tell us about that 59 Elvis three Cadillac. Well, you know, that's the last of the Elvis tribute cars. I've actually built, along with, the, with some other fellows that I, that I sub the cars to, but I've actually created and designed seven celebrity star cars. The first one was the Maryland car. It was a 1953 Cad that was built back in 1998. Won the world's most beautiful. I showed it in a lot of car shows. It went to Europe. But then, starting with Elvis, actually the third car I built was the Elvis, the first Elvis car. And that car was ended, ended up at Barrett-Jackson after doing a big car show tour nationally and internationally. Went to Barrett-Jackson and sold for over 300000 And we're talking back in 2007, which is pretty good money 12 years ago. Absolutely. And, and uh, then the car ended up being being sold. Uh, it sold again through another auction, the RM auction in Monterey, and ended up going to France, right near Paris, France, right on the way to actually Spain. Went to a Cadillac museum. Then after that, I ended up building a car for a fellow, my, a friend of mine named David Walters out of Princeville, Hawaii. And actually, he wanted another 59, but he wanted it, you know, different colors, different styles. So I said, David, if you want to go to the top, we got to go to an Elder 59 Cadillac Eldorado Baritz convertible. Wow. They're very spendy to start with. We're not starting with the Seville with the hard top like we did the first Elvis. We're going to start with the bad boy. We're going to start with the most expensive car around. He said, John, find me a good one. Let's get going on it. So about two weeks later, I found one, I found a 59 Eldorado Baritz convertible in Pebble Beach. The car was probably 95% complete, ready to go to Pebble to be shown. I ended up buying the car, and that and that was $350,000 car. This wow. car was almost completely restored. He didn't care. He said, let's just start with something real good. So we started with that, and then, then we ended up building the Elvis II car, which is right now it's on display on Hollywood Boulevard in a place called La La Land, just like the movie. It's a big souvenir shop. That's where the car's been for the last three years. And that car been all over the world it went to sweden it went to finland it, it at grand national show it took all the big awards and and it's a beautiful uh, uh, powder blue pearl done by master uh, hall of famer art hemsel and that car was just it's all chopped uh, uh, you could see it that uh, right on hollywood boulevard what's in your mind when you're looking for a piece that qualifies for one of your signature builds well i just try to find a car that i like i you know i've, I've always found a car that actually appeals to me, but I want to resell it in a way where I don't want to, if, if you don't have to do a lot to it and you just have to if paint a little bit of body work, uh, grill work, headlights, you don't have to change a car a whole lot if the design is good from the start. You only change something a lot if it's a bad design. Then you re which I can tell you a little later on a couple cars I built that I had to radically do, but they turned out so beautiful that, uh, that, that it's just, uh, 
it, it, but I'd like to start with, with a good design first, like you, a 59 Cadillac, a 57 Oldsmobile. Oh, my goodness. And uh, those, those are the, are the years. Yeah. I, I like to act. And a lot of luxury cars, Lincolns, Packers, Imperials. Yeah. I've done 20 or 25 luxury cars alone in, 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 those, in those four eras, you know, the Lincolns and the Cavs and the Imperials and the Packards. Yeah. Those are my favorite. I like, I like glamour cars. I like big, big cars, glamour cars, and I like to re- restyle them. And uh, I've even done some oddball cars, like a '58 Lincoln, which a Mark II. That I mean, a Mark a Mark Mark III. That very few people built. I built one of those for the Grand National 50th anniversary back in 1999. It was done in another, like a powder blue pearl, all blended. And that car ended up going to all the shows in Sweden and Finland and Norway and Denmark. But that was a car that was a very oddball car, very hard to customize, but it turned out beautiful. And now the car's in the museum over in, over in New York. Yeah. Been there for about 15 years. Before we bring in on uh, Ken Vella from uh, Wicked Customs out of Huntington Beach, do you ever get knee-deep in a build, John, and decide it's going downhill and there's not much to reverse on? Um, do you ever throw in the towel and say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to start from scratch on something else. This just did not no, work out. No, I've never thrown in the towel, but but probably the two cars that I would say gave me the most trouble because from the start, they're not that appealing, and it's going to take a lot of work to get them to look good, was the car I was just talking about, the 58 Lincoln. That was a tough car to build. It's a very big, boxy car. Uh, that one and probably my latest one, that actually I built a couple of years ago, Oz Customs actually helped me build it and all that, that was the Rita Hayward Tribute Packer, the 1958. That was probably the hardest build ever because you're dealing with a car that the proportions aren't right, the headlights aren't right, the taillights. I mean, a very stubby car, and we had we done so much work to make it right. And I tell you one thing, I've, uh, most, a lot of people have told me that's probably the, the best build I've ever had was the Rita Packard, the two-seater, because yeah. we had to change quarter panels. We had to lengthen doors, suicide doors. We had to move the cowl back eight inches. We had to reposition the whole interior. We had to make it into a two-seater. Very, very, it took seven years to build it, but came out beautiful. I won the King of Customs. Won the world's most beautiful. Uh, the car's been on tour. Uh, Rodale Drive. I did Rodale Drive with it. I took the most elegant car in Rodale. That's the Lavender Pearl one that actually Oz, Oz Welch, Oz Customs, helped actually build it for me. That's probably my probably the hardest one to build and probably my top two creations ever. Tell us about that 41 Cadillac that's going to debut at uh, Grand Nationals uh, 2020. Is that right? That's right, 2020. We planned that. Now, that car's been in the build for about four years, but just recently I told Oz, where the car's up in Orville right now, I said, Oz, we need to get this car done for 2020 for sure. I want to come up with something brand new, something exciting, something traditional. But but the, uh, the plans I got for that car, it's a Carson top. It has a real convertible header bow. It's all chopped, white and fenders, molded running boards. Uh, real trick-looking traditional. It, it's going to shake them up. And the color that I'm using, that I, I don't want to say what I'm really doing yet, but it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be very oddball, very different, and I think people are going to love it. Well, so John... I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that 41 CAD. John, you just said maybe we can tease the Wrench Nation first time. <laughs> Hashtag, you've heard it here first, but let's get Ken Vela. I'm excited to get Mr. Ken Vela on. Ken, are you hanging? I am here with you, buddy. Ken, thank you for joining us. Uh, Wicked Customs, of course. Also, uh, the uh, man respected voice of many car shows. You do an amazing work. Let's tell the people right now what projects are you cooking uh, out in Southern California. 
Well, right now, uh, you know, it, it's uh, I'm, I'm hearing uh, uh, John's uh, creations. It's like, holy cow! How do you match that? Thanks, thanks for setting me up there, John. <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, you know, uh, we're working on a, actually a 1966 checker wagon, uh, something that's uh, pretty pretty special for the uh, Murphy Auto Museum. Uh, it's for for the owner David David Neal, and he's planning on taking this car. We got to make it bulletproof and pretty. Uh, we did just finish the interior. We're delivering it on Saturday, but he wants to take that on the Route 66 with his family and his and his young son uh, Max. Uh, and and do the tour from uh, from California all the way to Chicago and hit the stops with it. So, that's what I'm talking uh, oh, about. That would be cool. You know, Ken. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's great to build art in it and you showcase it and everything. But that mm-hmm. sucker's gonna have some nice little uh, tint to that exhaust tailpipe. Have a little bit of carbon on that sucker. It's gonna be driven. I love that, uh, Ken. I know a lot yeah. of the cars you build, you drive them. That wicked oh, Porsche, yeah. that 356 nitrous snorting beast. Yeah. You, I saw. I thought I saw a video on Facebook. I did see that video. Uh, the man was going to Kmart in that car or something. Weren't you going to a grocery <laughs> store in that sucker? I think he went past Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. Well, that's the thing is, is you know, I want everything to be functional. You know, it's got to be show and go. Uh, you know, a lot of times you build a car and it's like, well, what does this button do? Uh, well, uh, nothing. It's just for decoration. It's like, no, no, no. This has a purpose. Um, you know, I, I like to, to to go through it 100 percent and make sure everything is is working, and uh, and that's part of the deal too. Is is uh, you know designing, and, and and as John mentioned too, as far as uh, respecting the design, uh, working with a great design, you don't want to uh, mess that up. I mean, it, it's um, you have to have a great eye for color, for a design language, and you want to enhance and make it look like it belonged on the car or just kind of just tweak it a little bit. But the designers back in the day, I mean, they were sharp. I mean, it was just uh, some of the things I I wish it was there today. But um, that's the biggest thing is respecting the lines, respecting the language, um, and then the feel of that car and adding to it, you know, respectively. Uh, Question. yeah. John, the thing yeah. is this. we got a lot of folks listening right now, and they, they want to make an investment. Um, they're anxious to, to spend some money, uh, build up a nice project ride, maybe task a, task a great custom shop to do some work. They've done their homework. We had Joe Bortz on a few, eh, a few months ago, and I asked Joe, Joe, when you buy one of these as bare bones to get started, Joe said, always buy intrinsic value do you find that people have a tendency to buy the flames and to buy all the fancy and then they find out the bones are shot oh yeah oh yeah i've 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 seen that uh, i don't work that way basically i i work kind of opposite i mean when i buy a car i try to find probably the best car even though it's costing a lot more money i try to find something that is complete Everything, even 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 if the running gear, even sometimes I won't even change the running gear. If it's really a nice running gear, I'll detail it, I'll chrome it, but I won't I won't pull engines if I don't have to. I've only done that very few times, but like I said, my cars I, I try to find really really nice cars to start with. Yeah, and I remind you guys, get on a celebrity customs with a K dot com. You have to check out. I can't even describe it. Look, I'm not a radio professional. I'm not good at painting theater of mind. That's why I'm telling you, get onto the website. The 58 Packard Rita, an unbelievably gorgeous, gorgeous ride. Uh, That's my favorite. The purple That's, is beautiful. It's is yeah. it a is it was yeah, it purple? It's a purple. Yeah, lavender. Uh, oh, lavender. It, yeah, when I brought it two years ago to actually concourse on Rodeo on Father's Day, 
Uh, I've had people go there for the past 20-plus years since it started, and I brought many cars there. I mean, my Cadillac's been there, my, my uh, uh, Osmobiles, uh, Riviera, whatever. When they saw that car, many people said it's probably the prettiest car they've ever seen on Rodale Drive. Why? Because not, not only it's just the color, it's the style of the car. The car's been radically changed, but in a good way. If you remember a 58 Packard, they were very unappealing to look at. Terrible. But what I did to this car and Oz, we worked together on it and the whole team, it turned out like turned out like a like a dream car, like a concept car. Absolutely, dream car, absolutely. Uh, you guys uh, hang with us. We're gonna catch you on the break. After the break, uh, you guys stay tuned. We've got uh, John Diagostino and Ken Vella, Wicked Customs. Stay tuned next, Ranch Nation. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you, PartsAuthority.com. Hey, Gilbert friends, when we talk about car repair, car care, getting all of your stuff done on your car, excellence, integrity, workmanship, those are large words. Well, I got to tell you, a little place on Cooper and Warner in Gilbert, the car shop, you've got to meet Chris Baldrin, the car shop. He is absolutely on top of his game. He's a certified technician, has a certified set of mechanics working for you day in and day out there at the car shop. So if you're out in Gilbert, Warner, and Cooper, you've got to visit Chris Baldrin at the car shop. Friendly, knowledgeable, eager to take care of you with no funny business. So reach out to the car shop, 480-855-8000, the car shop, Warner off of Cooper. This is Wrench Nation. My RPMs are like going up and down, and my car is like going back and forth. What is what is that? This is the Macarena. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation. Remember, uh, especially you weekend listeners, man, you may be coming and going in and out of the show. Uh, every Sunday we upload the podcast and then head over to RanchNation.tv. It means a great deal to us that if you've got a car problem, get on there, subscribe, get a little email action going. No, we got better things than this spam. Yeah, we're not going to do that, but we want to stay in touch. Uh, maybe you need a second opinion. Uh, we're going to rejoin with the talented uh, Ken Vela, uh, Ken Vela Wicked Customs, uh, Ken Vela MC. Ken, are you there? I am here with you. And, of course, uh, legend. I'm just, look, uh, you've heard it before, John. You are a legend, man. You are, if Picasso was hanging right now, he'd be sweating it right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> best of the best. Yeah, John D. Agostino out of Celebrity Customs. It really is a privilege to have you on the show, brother. Welcome back. Oh, it's, it's great It's great to be on the show. It yeah. really is. Yeah, you know, I, I, we don't realize this, and I'll just speak for the, for the audience that's kind of tuning in and, you guys are inspiring. There's a lot of lot of youngsters that listen to this show, and for that matter, there's a lot of weekend warriors that have a project build that's kind of hanging out, and life has happened. And uh, we know because we get the texts, we get the emails, and it's invigorating. I ask you, John, younger talent that are up and coming, 
Like, for example, we've got the Battle of the Builds. Uh, we had a gentleman from uh, Goolsby Customs uh, who will be on next week. And Good Guys Show coming out here to Scottsdale, Arizona. What say you to a youngster that's just been beaten up? Everybody says to this kid, no, nah, man, you can't do that. You, you better get to college. Uh, forget all that. I want to build and I want to fix cars and stuff. What advice do you have for, for a youngster like that? Well, first off, you got to follow your dream. I mean, you know, everybody's, you know, a lot of people love cars, but do you like hot rods? Do you like styling cars? Do you like custom cars? You got to pick what you like the most and actually follow your dream, and you got to put a good team together. It's not just one person. You could be a, a the owner, you could design the car, but you got to have a good team to build the car for you if you can't do it all by yourself. So you got you got to get the team, you got to get the body guy, you got to get the paint. The guy that, that, that can lay the paint, you got to get the mechanics, you got to get the interior guy. You got to put a strong team together and you've got to know who you're dealing with. In other words, once you put that, that, that A team together, you stay with that A team. There's no use switching when you got a winning team. You can't and break that, up I, the band. I've been lucky. You... <laughs> I, I've, been, I've worked with Oz Customs for years, I've worked with Art Hemsel for years, I've worked with Lucky Seven. Uh, Gene Winfield. I've, I've, I've worked on a lot of strong teams, and I try to give everybody a car or two. So I'm trying to keep everybody happy. But I got four or five strong teams that I've been dealing with for the past 50 years since I started building cars. Yeah, that's powerful. I, 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 you, you were saying this, and it was inspirational, quite frankly. Uh, motivates a lot of folks. And, you know, without getting technical, man, don't break up the band. If you've got a good guitar player or drummer right. or painter, and, you know, someday it's going to be bad days. Maybe the guy got the hood lines wrong. Don't yell and fire him. Just keep going uh, <laughs> with right. it. And I know I'm being silly, but I do speak for, genuinely speak for a lot of younger talent out there. Ken Vela, you, you do a lot of work, and I invite you listening. Check out KenVelaMC.com. Of course, Ken Vela, uh, MC does an amazing job inspiring uh Many at these car shows, and uh, of course, Rufy, Rufy, the vice president of marketing. I see Rufy, <laughs> you're beautiful, uh, my boy. <laughs> He's sitting on a Z06 Corvette bed right now. Yeah, and if you don't know, Rufy's just a wonderful looking. Is that a boxer I'm looking at? Yeah, he's a boxer. Yeah. Beautiful dog. Ken, what inspires you, man? You, you've done Hot Wheels events. Uh, you've done a ton of work for uh, Murphy Auto Museum and, and a bunch of places. How did you transition? And I know you're still building, but, man, yeah. you're, you're behind the mic, and, and you're sort of emceeing and, and, and hosting a lot of these shows. What inspired you, man, to get on that, that route? Well, the biggest thing is is um, just being out there and entertaining um, and inspiring others, and that and that's the whole thing. You know, I really enjoy out there showcasing. When we do the car shows, I mean, when you go to Pebble Beach or Meal Island um, or any of the concourse shows, you have a little bantering back and forth, a little uh, commentary, um, some some insight on some of the vehicles out there, and you get a chance to uh, interview the uh, you know the, the the car owners and builders out there, and and it gives them a chance to to be able to express what's going on, and it's quite entertaining uh, throughout the whole thing. And I'd like to bring that element to just your. Now, I'm going to say not just your regular car show, but, you know, large car shows that, that don't have that element or they don't have music in the background. Uh, being able to, to learn different things, because you can never know everything about everything on, on a vehicle or a build. Or, I mean, there's always something that you can learn, and it's just uh, it's very entertaining, and I love that portion of it. And just like, you know, I've, I've been in the medical field for over 20 years, and, you know, I built cars as a kid, my first pro street back in, I'm going to say, 80, 84, 
when the trend was happening in California, I was in Indiana uh, watching it. And, you know, of course, it's inspired by uh, George Barris and the Batmobile as a kid and, and uh, just being being able to be aligned with the Barris family and, and knowing them very well. And, and uh, John also, I mean, it, it carries that part of it, too. Uh, that was the big inspiration of, of the custom. And what, what was it? What was done back in, in the day? And, and without losing that element of, of, of styling and customizing, um, even like uh, Big Big uh, Big Daddy Ed Ross, um, mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to go ahead and restore one of his trikes and actually modify it with respect. Um, and it was just just amazing that whole car culture uh, of of what John was speaking about earlier. Uh, all the indoor shows. I mean, what is that all about? I mean, we didn't have a chance to really learn uh, or experience that. So being in the medical field for for that many years, I said, you know what? I says, I want to get back into building again. It was just so much fun and, and so much passion behind it. Um, that's why I picked the uh, the the '56 Porsche, uh, trying to find something that somebody hasn't customized yet. And that's kind of a scary project. We're talking we're talking about respecting the lines. I mean, the classic lines of Ferdinand Porsche. Uh, that's something you don't want to mess with, and if you do, uh, it better be spot on. But I wanted to take that challenge and be able to uh, show my talents as a rolling business card, so to speak. And I said, you know what, this is my last chance to build something to see if I can get back into this and, and create something. Um, it, it's a make-it-or-break-it type thing, and fortunately, and that's a tough one it, it to hit do. the mark. A Porsche, now, Porsche would be a tough one to do to actually improve on it. I mean, sure, you could change it somewhat, but... If you go too far out, you're done. It's going to be one of those exactly. love or hate cars. I mean, look what look what Kendig did last year to that uh, Goldwing Mercedes. I mean, it yeah. turned out beautiful. I mean, he restyled it. He done some trick stuff, and it was a big hit in SEMA. Matter of fact, I was I was honored to give him my actually Crystal Award with that with that '55 Mercedes Goldwing. Yeah. It was beautiful, gorgeous. The, uh, the design work, the design work was great. Interior, everything on that car. Yeah, they're All definitely the definitely pushing the boundaries like that. That's uh, respected. Kindig uh, uh, does an incredible job. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Ken, I do want to because we do mm-hmm. such a wonderful job painting pictures on the show. Tell people where they can find that Porsche because I I I, I want to continue spreading the word. That is an amazing piece. We had a chance to see that uh, mm-hmm. when, last time we we connected. Give us a website. I want folks to go right now to find your stuff? Will be Wicked Customs, W-I-K-D, and Customs with a K. That's something John and I share, and that's a tribute to myself and, and to John, as well as uh, uh, Barris. Uh, that's he, right. He's the one who invented the K for Customs. That's right. George Barris did. <laughs> the legend that's himself, yeah. Uh, dot com, or you can just go ahead and Google uh, Wicked356, uh, W-I-K-D-356, or, or you know, punch in the name, and, and that will show up uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, it's been uh, quite a few places. The Galpin uh, Auto Show, um, I've had it up to, uh, oh, geez, Palomar. I've had it, uh, I, I take this thing anywhere. Malibu, of course, because uh, we, we promote and we actually put on the show uh, Wheels and Waves from uh, Fireball Tim every every third Sunday we, we were there. So that's uh, pretty much used to go up religiously. Uh, and then we did a, quite a few, uh, we did actually a George Barris run uh, tribute um, with uh, Joe G and uh, his nephew, um, and it, it, that was a great. That was a 200 mile uh, um, ride, um, all day event. Uh, that was really cool. And you know, unfortunately, when I built that car, uh, I didn't finish it in enough time for for um, 
Mr. Barris to actually see the car, and I wanted him to get his spin on it because it had a little flavor of of the Batmobile, Batmobile on it, and that was that was that was a dream for me. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't finish it in time, and he, he couldn't see it. But talking with his daughter Joji, uh, she saw it and said, "You know what? It's absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. My father would have loved it." And and that is uh, that is something very special to my heart. Um, along with my '57 Chevy that I built, he actually signed the underside of the hood. Um, that was just a fantastic thing for me, just to be inspired as a little kid. And, and, you know, like even sitting in the Batmobile, I mean, who would have ever thought uh, I'd be able to do something like that in a small town of Indiana, and, and let alone that uh, even Tony Dow, bringing Tony in, uh, leave it to Beaver, uh, customizing and restoring his 1962 uh, Corvair Turbo Spider. Uh, that was that was just an amazing uh, trip as well. So. I'm just glad I built this uh, that, that 356 because that opened up so many doors, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm passionate. I love it. I love inspiring. Um, we just just keep going. Yeah, George Barris, uh, in spirit, mo- no doubt. And I and I have oh, to yeah. tell you, gentlemen, uh, to to say the least, what you're doing is the very same thing, passing that torch on. Uh, you guys know it's one thing to have celebrities and, and, and big money in the audience and all that, but when you get a youngster that walks up to one of these rides and has an inspiration and sees that, and, and, and you feel that, John, I know you see this at these car shows. I see a lot of it. I see it all over the world. I mean, I see young builders that, I mean, these guys just started maybe three, four, five years into it. These guys are professionals already. And those are the guys that are going to continue because if you look at what's going on, there's only a couple of the old icons left. Yeah. I mean, there's Starbucks, exactly. there's Winfield. That's about it. Everybody yeah. else is gone. I mean, I mean, just like the, the Barris, the Golden Sahara, that car mm-hmm. is in Switzerland right now. It was restored by a shop over in Illinois, Speakeasy Customs and Classics. They built that car in three months. After, after, after that car disappeared for 50 years in Dayton, Ohio, by the guy named Jim Street, he hoarded the car. He didn't want nobody to see it. He put it away, and then he passed on. They sold the car not even a year ago. It, 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 sold, it, it, it sold back east. I think it was Meekum Auction. And then in three months later, this shop gets it all ready, all finished. It's gorgeous. I haven't seen a person, but I saw pictures of it. I've been talking to the owner of Actually Speakeasy. And I'm telling you, that car is creating a huge hit at the Geneva International Motor Show in Switzerland right now. It yeah, started today, actually, and it goes through uh, March 17th. Yeah, so it's good car, to see. Yeah, uh, With the glowing tires that Goodyear sponsored to get the car there, they have these glowing tires that are so yeah. different, they actually glow. It's like neon. And that car is being a big hit, and that's a, it was originally built by Barris, and then it was restyled by this Tom Mintz over in Ohio, they, they, that's why they gave it the Golden Sahara too, but but George started it. They finished the car, and now it's been restored, and that car is making a huge hit. And it's it, it's good for the customers because it's showing people around the world that I mean, here's a car done 65 years ago, and it's so mm-hmm. radical, but it's so different, and it's so trendsetting. So that car is just uh, not. And this was the debut for it. It just started today. It started actually in March March 7th today in Switzerland being shown yeah that's amazing uh and it's nice to see that there's an international respect kind of reminds me yeah. of the old jazz musicians that in the u.s here i mean they got some respect but you know they went over to europe and 
Bam, there was another crowd. Hey, I got to ask you, because I, I ask everybody that comes on the show, because I ain't believing it, hashtag fake news, but some would say I've read these reports and it makes me throw up in my mouth. The future of car culture is not going to be around, as it were. The youngsters would rather Lyft or Uber. I'll start with you, John. What do you say against you? You think these kids out here right now don't have that interest? Well, they don't have it as much as they really should. I mean... When you go, when you look at America, what's going on here, it's a totally different than if you go to Europe or Asia or whatever. Now, I've been doing over 300 and, 300 and something car shows in 25 years in Europe and Asia and Australia and all that. And I see the trends over there. American cars will always be strong. I mean, everybody wants an American car. But you get the young generation between, say, 20 and 30 years old, they love the styling cars. Styling cars is probably their favorite. And I always tell them, I've been giving these crystal awards for years and years. You could build a styling car. You could build your Nissan, your Toyota, your, your Lexus, your Honda, whatever. But you still have to have an American custom in your, in your, in your stables. So little by little, I'm, I'm getting these young guys to start building these, these, uh, these actually custom cars of the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And, and, and going to Germany. I do Germany shows a lot, three a year. I do, I do Sweden, Finland, Norway. You're getting a lot of people actually going towards the American cars, even though they still build their styling cars, which Can, is okay. But can, you still have to have an American car in your collection, American uh, custom car. I agree. I agree with that one wholeheartedly. Um, you got to respect the future classics for sure, um, but having an iconic American car sitting in that driveway or in, in works. Ken Vela, we've right. talked about this uh, at some of the car shows that we've done uh, in mm -hmm. the past and such. Man, what say you about this? Uh, these reports? I'm sure you've seen it, and you've talked to Fireball out there and many others. Do you feel that these these youngsters, like my daughter uh, or mm -hmm. my son, how, how important is it for us to keep that tradition going, or is it a losing battle? Do you think these kids are just genuinely not interested in car culture, let alone driving like we were? No, they're, they're no, definitely you, still... You, still you just, uh, just got to keep the kids interested. You have to actually work with the kids you got to show them beautiful designs. So when somebody sees a beautiful design, they want it. And, and that's why we got to keep these, these young kids interested. we got to keep these car shows going, these indoor shows, these outdoor shows. Uh, and, and, and like I said, everybody loves the American car. Everybody around the world. I mean, Sweden is really into it. Yeah. Finland, Estonia, you believe. It? I'm doing a show in Istanbul, Turkey, actually, in, in June, June 28th to the 30th. Believe it or not, they're not into a lot of custom cars, but the American car over in Istanbul, last year they had a show there for the first annual show, and it drew hundreds of American cars. This year I'm, I'm the first American guest to do a show there, and I'm excited because I know there's going to be a lot, a lot of custom cars, a lot of them being, being actually built. And one of my Stutz Bearcat that I built years ago in 2010, that's actually owned by a museum called the Key Museum in Ismar, Turkey. That car is going to be brought to the show where I'm at in Istanbul, and I'm going to use that car as the backdrop. Well, all right. You know what, yeah, so I, uh, words, Ken? I, I just want to ask you because we're we're getting ready to wrap up. We got less than a minute. Ken, I want your okay. take. I want you to give yeah. me a simple sentence. I'm listening sure. to the show. I'm seven years old. I have an interest, but my family's telling me, "Oh, don't don't uh, do something else." Quick. Um, do it anyways. If your heart's in it, your passion's in it. Um, if you've got to do it on the down low, so to speak, and uh, just you got to do do what you got to do. Uh, there's a story if you can check out uh, Ferdinand Porsche when he first started out. 
uh, how his his father actually uh, was trying to deter him from um, from building uh, custom things and, and designing. You know, pushed on forward and uh, still continued to. And now look look at it. Follow your dreams and stick with what you're good at. If you like I said, build. If you like custom. Stick with customs. Don't go to hot rods or muscle cars. Uh, gentlemen, boy, we could do another hour. The show has just run out of time. I do want to thank you, John Diagostino, Celebrity Customs. I hope to see you soon. Ken Vela, likewise, Wicked Customs, MC sure. Ken Vela. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Buku gratitude. You, Frank. So happy to be here. Thank you, Cousin Ken, and thank you, Wrench Nation. You rock, oh, brother. Thank you. We appreciate you. And uh, what you, a buddy. man! There was a lot of power behind the, was. what these cats were saying. And so uh, we're going to wrap it up. And uh, boy, the show ends real quick. As it I tell does. you every week, man, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. <laughs>